Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fresh Off the Set. My name is David Osmond. And I am Sarah Jenkins. We're excited to bring you the current podcast this week. It's awesome. If you've ever done a job interview, if you've ever had to fix a resume, you're looking for ways to apply, these can be really daunting tasks. And Alora sat down with a career coach, Britt Larson, to talk through all of this in today's episode about how changing your career can be stressful, best ways you can stand out during an interview, how you can prepare for a job interview. This is a big deal as people are changing career paths, going different directions, especially after the last couple of years. Truly. I'm sure you've had experience there in, in you know, applying for different jobs, different yes. careers. And yes. how's that been for you? Oh, gosh. You know what? I, I think this is such a great episode because it really applies to everyone, right? People all have experiences and um, throughout the daunting kind of career changing or interview process, there's so many... Um, valuable tips to be heard. And for me personally, you know, my background is I worked in news. Um, I was an anchor producer. And then I knew I wanted to make the transition over to more lifestyle hosting, which I'm currently doing. And, you know, it was uh, it was something that I was kind of daunted by, you know, so these tips are super helpful. And the marketplace is ever evolving and changing where right. you can go find people. I mean, just like even the dating scene, you used to have to go out and go to a bar, <laughs> go to a club. I mean, where do you, right. you go meet people, a library? Now it's all online. So when you go online to find careers, to actually go put yourself into a place where people can find you, that can be very challenging. Where do you go? Right. Well, the career coach, uh, Britt, she has some advice for us, and Alora has a, a great interview to kind of see through that. And in my career as a musician, yeah. singer, performer, TV a lot of it came through relationships. Right. I know you know a person that knows a person that knows a person and agents. But a lot of those uh, job interviews are turning into like uh, uh, auditions. Mm-hmm. And then you put your actor's resume and film resume and music resume and you, you go get those jobs. And then in my downtime when I wasn't on stage and I couldn't perform anymore, you know, to put the regular traditional bio and resume together to go and find what jobs you can. It can seem very daunting. And yes, Maybe absolutely. you don't have an idea of where to go, but... But we hopefully can, can solidify some ideas for you. If you yes. have any questions, this is the episode for you. So without one. further ado, we're going to let Alora take it with Britt Larson, a career coach. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. I am here with Britt Larson, career coach extraordinaire. Britt, thanks so much for coming into the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So we actually had you on Fresh Living a little bit ago, but we wanted to talk to you even more because you had such great advice. The segment was so wonderful. So we appreciate you coming to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. We can get into depth uh, with all these questions that people have about how to find a new job in the summer. All right, let's (laughs) do this. So how can someone put their best foot forward during a job interview? So I think it's tempting to go online, Google what questions are commonly asked in job interviews, Mm -hmm. and then try to prepare the perfect answer for those questions. But here's the thing. You and I could talk for five hours and not cover every question that you're going to be asked. Mm -hmm. So instead, I ask people to kind of flip the script and prepare their best stories. And that way, regardless of what you're asked, you share your message. It's kind of like preparing for a TV interview. (laughs) You know, my background is in politics. A lot of what I did was helped the governor I worked for, the congressman I worked for, share their message on TV even if they weren't asked about that specific message. And you know, as an interviewer, that it doesn't do you a lot of favors if you don't actually answer the question. (laughs) But it's important that you share what you're best at. And no one's just going to flat out ask you in a job interview, Laura, what are you best at? You know, most people aren't great at interviewing. And what I hate to see is that people 
you know, put the whole mercy of their success in this interview on someone asking them the right question. Yeah, and the questions that they Googled. Exactly. You have no idea what they're going to ask. So instead, prepare five to seven stories that walk through who you truly are, regardless of where you work. You know, those soft skills that make you uniquely you and a project that you're really proud of. Answer that question, what are you best at? You know, I have lots of people who hire me, sadly, after they've bombed an interview. Oh no. Yeah, and the first question I ask is, well, did you tell them what you do best? And there's always this awkward silence or maybe a little chuckle. And then they That say, awkward laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they didn't ask me that. Well, again, don't put all of your eggs in that basket of crossing your fingers. Hopefully I have a good interviewer. And instead, get really familiar with the job description. Start talking mm-hmm. like you already work there. Small things like saying uh, client retention instead of, uh, you know, customer success. You know, small Ooh, things like that. Like Some fancy language <laughs> yeah. here, Britt. But here's the thing. They all mean the same thing. Yeah. But if you show that you did your homework, both on the person talking to you, that you looked at their website, you looked at their social media, you looked at their LinkedIn, and you at least sound confident, um, then you'll get a second interview. You'll get a follow-up and hopefully an offer. I think a lot of people spend way too much time, again, freaking out about what they're going to be asked instead of thinking about, what do I want to share? I think that's wonderful. And I think it almost allows us to have a little more control in a situation where we feel so out of our element or so Job interviews are the worst. They are the absolute worst. (laughs) I don't know anyone who enjoys them. And so, yes, exactly. Why not take control and decide, these are the things I'm going to share. And hopefully they set me up so that they're, you know, stories that are relevant. And I've done my homework so of course they're relevant there you go. do your homework have your stories ready how can someone make their resume stand out because I know other you know just chew rubber <laughs> then work on their resume I often say gouge their eyes out with a fork I don't know all of this <laughs> stuff is so hard no one teaches you how to ask for a raise or how to prepare for a job interview and likely the last time you had help with your resume, you were in college or in high school mm-hmm. and you're dusting it off because you're desperate to find something new. So I take the same approach I do with job interviews that I do with resumes. Your resume needs to reflect the future. And the way that you do that is including exact language from the job description, literally cut and paste little oh. snippets of what they're asking you to do and make it clear that you've done it before. It takes some wordsmithing. It takes some time. There's a really cool tool you can use called job scan. And there's lots of options, but that's actually my favorite. And what you do is you cut and paste your job description for the job you're applying for. And then you cut and paste your resume and it spits out a percentage match. It's, it's so cool. That it's, sounds like a magic trick. Yeah, Are it's you like lying a, It's like a game. <laughs> and it makes this whole process, that, as we have talked about, that's really painful, a little more fun. And so if it pops out and it says you have a 62% match, but you know you could do this job, you just need to wordsmith a little bit and use some of those words from the job description so that you actually get that in front of people. So it takes time to tailor your resume for everything you're applying to, but I honestly don't think it's worth applying to a job unless you are finessing it and reflecting the job you want instead of just all the stuff that you've done before. I love it. I feel like I've heard from different people in my life when they're applying for jobs, they've said, oh, I've applied to, I'm thinking of a crazy number, 100 plus jobs and I'm not hearing anything back and it's because it's that really copy and paste Mm -hmm. to every single one Mm -hmm. and that just doesn't work is what you're saying it doesn't and right now it's it's the best time to find a job it's so crazy there's so many openings but that also means there's lots of people applying so your question was how do you stand out well take the time to show that you're excited about that specific position don't just 
shoot off a resume to shoot off a resume because you won't hear back. So what about those people out there who they've been in a career for a while and they're thinking to themselves, I want to change. I want to change my career from one field to another. How do you do that? Is it even possible? Absolutely. And you and I are proof, Laura. I mean, we <laughs> went to college together and both of us took a winding path to doing what we do now. Yes, my path to my dream job was a long and winding road. <laughs> I love that song. But the idea is that, you know, we're all going to have upwards of 15 plus jobs in our career. That's what the Bureau of Labor Statistics has said of recent retirees. So it may be more like 20 for millennials and, you know the people behind us. I can never remember Gen Z, Gen X, what, I don't know. <laughs> Gen Z. The, young, the youngins. Um, That's what I refer to them. Yeah. Those young kids. If you're graduating from college right now, you might have 25 jobs by the time you retire. That's just the norm now. So we need to get used to this idea of starting fresh, doing something different. You know, the old adage would have been that you would probably take a big pay cut when mm-hmm. you switch positions uh, into a new industry that you haven't worked in before. Not the case anymore. It's amazing. I work with a ton of teachers who sadly are pretty burnt out over the last few years. Well, bless their hearts. I They've know. been through a lot. This exactly. Last and they're ready to take that skill set and frankly make more money, do something a little more flexible. And all of the amazing skills that they developed in the classroom, they don't often know how to translate those, but they make great chiefs of staff and admin. They are amazing in the tech world because they always mm-hmm. have to stay ahead of that in the classroom. Um, so what I ask people to do is just really open your mind. We have some tunnel vision when it comes to our careers and we think, you know, it feels like this ladder. That's what we hear, I right? I wish it was that no, easy. No, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. So just getting used to and comfortable with that idea, I think is the first step. But then interview people, talk to them, reach out on LinkedIn, message people that are working for companies that you're excited about. I ask people all the time uh, on my first call with clients, put together your top 10 company list. Don't even look at what the jobs are. Just think about the companies that you want to work for. And that shifts our thinking again to, I don't care as much about what I'm doing, but where am I doing it? Mm -hmm. And then maybe that gets your foot in the door. So right now is the time to take risks when it comes to switching to a new industry. I have a friend who works at one of the largest accounting firms in the world. She used to only hire people who had a CPA background, right? Right. right. She's hiring people that don't even have an undergrad degree right now. She's so desperate for talent. That is crazy. She'll train people on the job. So again, if you've been out of the workforce for a while, raising your kids, Uh or... Now is the time. Now is the time. Dream big and go after it. Exactly. Might as well. So you just mentioned LinkedIn. I have to know, is LinkedIn super important? Yes, very. <laughs> That's yes. my short answer. Well, I asked you I asked you a yes or no question. Yes. Because I knew. I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's important is why not take advantage of this incredible free resource that lets you message anyone in any profession anywhere. I think that's the least uh, used part of LinkedIn, but you mm-hmm. can message anyone at any company. It doesn't mean they'll respond. But I've had some clients get amazing success out of that exercise that I mentioned. Put together your top 10 company list and then reach out to people who work there and just Mm -hmm. ask them to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I had a client, this is, you know, height of pandemic craziness. 
there were no jobs. Right. And she was so burnt out, so ready to find something new. And she reached out to three CEOs Mm -hmm. at one, you know, these different companies that she had found. Two of them responded. Both of them offered her jobs. Just on LinkedIn. Just said, hey, I'm ready for something new. They didn't have jobs listed at her level. They created opportunities for her. That is amazing. High risk, high reward. This is a podcast, so you all didn't see my jaw literally (laughs) drop when she said that. It's all about taking that risk, like you said. Yep. You can dream big when it comes to your career. And it and it's okay if it doesn't go exactly how you thought, like that ladder you were talking about. Yeah, and it's actually always, like anything in life, it turns out better than we would have hoped. You would have never envisioned, like you said, it was a long and winding road. I had no idea I would be a career coach. Yeah. You know, if I went back to myself graduating from college, I would have said, that's a thing. Oh. I didn't even know. <laughs> like you said, we went to college together. Right. So... You know, we could have never predicted how our lives would have turned out. And I think that's important just to stay open to different opportunities. And that's why I love LinkedIn. It it serves as a really great uh, research tool. Mm -hmm. The other cool thing about LinkedIn is that the algorithm is just really smart. So the more time you spend on it, the more it gets to know you and what you're looking for. So if you like a post about remote work or maternity leave, it will send you jobs that match those criteria. If you comment on certain posts, it will get smarter And the jobs that they recommend to you will, again, match what you're looking for. So I recommend to people who are looking for a job actively to spend at least 10 minutes a day on LinkedIn, liking, commenting, share a news article now and then, uh, congratulate people on promotions. A lot of people open up LinkedIn and it just feels really overwhelming. It's like really busy Facebook or something. (laughs) But just remember that if you put in the time, it can pay off. I've just seen like that example I gave you. So many people have made more money because they've used that resource. That is so amazing. So we talked a little bit about college, you know, we were <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> what advice do you have for recent graduates? So I think about recent grads all the time because there's just so much we don't prepare these poor <laughs> these poor people for. And, you know, we don't talk about how to manage up and communicate with our boss. We don't talk about, especially for women, how to take advantage of the resources around them because things are going to be tough and you're going to have to figure out how to advocate for yourself. I have a whole course on advocating for yourself for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to, you know, solve communication conflicts. All of those things that we don't teach, that's why I became a coach. Mm-hmm. My biggest piece of advice is just to stay curious. I had a lot of really specific goals that I'm proud of. You know, I wanted to be a comms director by 30 and I got promoted at 21. Oh, well, <laughs> and, it, girl. Well, but it totally threw off my whole, you know, my path. And that's another good example of that roller coaster effect. But I think it's really important that uh, you just stay open and humble. I think it's hard when you're right out of college. You want to come across confident, like you know what you're doing, and you just don't, and that's okay. Oh, I look back to college graduate (laughs) Alora, and she thought she had everything figured Figured out. out. Yeah. She did not. I still am supposedly an adult, and some things I still don't have figured out, but you know. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. You have a really cool opportunity when you're new in a job. Just soak it all in. Offer yourself up for different opportunities. You know, try to learn from the people around you, and just stay curious, because that's the way you'll make money. Stay curious. Okay, so let's... We were talking about our younger selves. What is one piece of advice you wish you could go back, give younger Brett when it comes to your career? If you were looking at her and you're like, hey, Brett, this is a piece of advice I want to give you. I've been thinking about this question since you first posed it. 
in preparation for this interview, and I have gone back and forth because there's just so much I wish I could say, you know, get to in our a, younger selves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get in a, a time travel machine and, and shake some sense into younger Brit. I think the main <laughs> thing I would say is to chill out. Um, you know, I had those very specific goals, and when things didn't go my way or, uh, you know... <laughs> I was on Capitol Hill. I was a comms director at a very young age, had a really cool opportunity, and then I was ready to do something new. I was burnt out. I'd been there for three or four years. You are working a, a lot. lot. Yeah, like 80-hour weeks, traveling all the time. My boss was on TV daily. It was amazing, but I was ready to get my life back. And that's something that I wish I understood, too, is that your career has to fit into your life, not the other way around. Boom. I think that everyone should write that down. Yeah, and that's something I work with my clients on a lot because I work with a lot of ambitious people who, you know, they're so defined by their salary and their title. And at the end of the day, the way that you treat people, your health, you know, my health really suffered when I was working that much. You can't do that in a sustainable way for very long. So, yeah, I just wish I had enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, I think if I had chilled out, I probably would (laughs) have. even had a a happier experience with coworkers and my boss you know I was just so intense and on the one hand that's why I've been successful (laughs) so I don't want to you know say don't have goals or don't be ambitious like you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong I think there's a difference between that sheer intensity where you're a hamster on a wheel versus determined yes that's a great way to put it And having goals is really smart. There's a lot of people who just kind of muck through their career Mm -hmm. and they come to me really lost, wishing they had had some more direction. So Mm -hmm. finding that balance, like anything between, you know, making sure that you build your dream life. You know, I like to say there's no such thing as a dream job, but you can build your dream life. There you go. There you go. So you've talked to us about some of the courses you offer. You've said here and there. You've just dropped little, you know, nuggets. <laughs> That's a course I offer. That's one. So what services do you offer? Talk to us about that. So I offer one-on-one coaching, and that's obviously more involved than my courses and very custom fit to your career the path that you're on, a lot of what we do is figure out how to market yourself. You know, we obviously work on your resume and LinkedIn. I have a great resume partner that I work with, uh, Red Rocket Resume, and we just totally kind of reinvent who you are selling yourself as based on the jobs that are out there. I call it reverse recruiting. And so a lot of what I do is look for jobs for people and try to remove that tunnel vision that we have about what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is sending jobs to my clients and having them say, I don't know if I'm qualified for that. And I push them to apply and they get an interview. It's so rewarding. So I consider myself a career cheerleader, you know, just really pushing you to set goals for yourself, figure out your priorities, manifest that and make it happen. We do lots of interview prep, talking through Mm -hmm. those stories and what you want to share. And then I help people as they negotiate, you know, figure out which jobs they're going to take. I have two or three clients this week who have had multiple job offers, which is just so cool. Yeah, a little golf clap (laughs) for that. I'm like a proud mom. You know, I get these texts that, oh, shoot, I have another one. I have to consider it's the best problem to have. So that's really what I do with my one-on-one clients. My courses I developed really with young Brit in mind, honestly. All the managerial principles that no one taught me. Every raise I've asked for, I've received. And I want my entire network, everyone in the world, to be able to say the same thing, right? Because again, 
no one teaches you how to do that in an effective way. So I have a course about negotiating for a raise or promotion for a new job or where you're currently working. I have one called Setting Yourself Up for Success that I wish every recent grad could watch. There you go. It's all of those professionalism, one-on-one things that no one teaches you. So I have a code. Um, if you use code graduate, they're 50% off, which makes some of them less than $30. Perfect. They're short and sweet. It's stuff you can refer back to. And again, uh, I've seen it change the lives of C-suite executives, you know, not just people who are right out of college. It's for um, everyone. Yeah. Everyone out there who is looking for a job, looking to change a job, who is currently working in a job, everyone who is employed or looking to be employed, you're there for them. Yeah. I'm cheering you on and so, I want you to make more money. So where can we find you, Britt? <laughs> uh, my business is called Livelihood, L-I-V-L-Y-hood.com and that's where my courses are as well. And I'm on Instagram constantly talking about all of these things. Yes, you are. I love watching your stories. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I like to kind of share, you know, what the current state of the market is and and how to take advantage of what's happening in the world. And right now, like I said, and I'm not just saying this, it is such an exciting time to be making a transition. If you've, you know, been out of the workforce for a while and maybe you're nervous about trying something new, there's never been more part-time opportunities than there have been now, which is kind of cool too. So you can, you know, dabble in something new or start a side hustle. There's just so many options. All right, Britt, we have loved having you here today, and I'm going to do something with you, which is what we call the Fresh Five. I'm going to ask you five questions really fast. They're completely random. They're not about (laughs) your career. It's just us getting to know Britt a little better. I'm excited. First question, it's one of my favorites. If you could have any superpower, what would you have? Oh, my gosh, that's such a great one. Is reading minds super creepy? (laughs) Girl, if that's your answer... That's what first came to mind, and I'm embarrassed, but that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Reading minds. There you go. Okay. What is one food, if you had to eat it for the rest of your life, mm, what would it be? Pasta. All right, pasta. Where is your favorite place in the world? Oh, gosh. I mean, any beach, I would say, but I went to the Bahamas for my 30th birthday, and I have dreams about going back. So oh, the well, Caribbean. I have, yep. Okay, well, take me with you next yeah, time. Yeah, let's go. I'm Girl's just, trip. I'm just inviting myself. <laughs> I Thank love you it. for allowing it. Yeah, I would love that. What is one song that you can play over and over and it just wouldn't get old? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. Um, I love The Way You Make Me Feel by Michael Jackson. Yes. That's my, like, go-to car yes. and shower jam. Yeah. Love it. Okay, and this last one, it may take a, a little more to answer. Okay. What is home to you? Wherever my husband and my baby are. Oh, that's so sweet. Love it. Fresh five. You did it, Britt. Yes, I was so nervous about that. You put me on the spot. (laughs) I had to. That's what makes fresh five fun. Britt, thank you so much for coming in. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe. And we will catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.